is a Cosmic Octave original podcast. Me and Jake running down the street with a handful of comic books kicking ass and yeah. banging chicks and drinking beer. No, not and me. Smoking I'm, not weed. me. I'm, married. Oh, yeah, well, I'm married. Jake. Yeah. I'll pay the off topic with Jake and Tyler. What's up? That still makes me laugh. It uh, it makes me giggle because it's so not us. So stupid. And it's so, tr- like you said, it's like a 12-year-old's idea of what, of what cool a, is. Or, or being an adult. We're just banging chicks, man, <laughs> kicking ass. Re- reading comic books and smoking weed and yeah. drinking booze and banging chicks. Yeah. yeah. But that's not us. So don't come after us, woke left. Because <laughs> we'll cancel you back. Yeah. <laughs> And then you'll cancel us, we'll cancel you, and then you cancel them, then we can, you know. It's that, st- that kind of stu- stupid thinking and, and way of looking at the world uh, of, of the woke left is going to be a theme later. Mm. Uh, but not right now. Welcome, We're going to have some fun Welcome first. into uh, episode 103 of Off Panel, Off Topic. I didn't even think we'd make it to 100. That's how many. Three, that's... We're three eps deep. Technically four, because if it's 100, 101, 102. Right. Well, the Flash episode doesn't count. Well, that's 99.5. Right. It's a half. Hey, Ezra Miller, we did that because of you. You could have, you cost yourself a whole number. <laughs> well, in this, fuck. In this, I'm never acting again. In this okay. 10 listener podcast. <laughs> we have a bigger audience on YouTube. Do we? Just because just it's clips. <laughs> People don't listen the whole time. No. We're not that important. But we're just a couple of guys. I'm Jake. <laughs> no, you're Tyler, man. I'm Jake. I can't believe I fucked that up. <laughs> I'm looking right at you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not a bit. You were being genuine? <laughs> Good Lord. I thought you were joking. <laughs> you should have lied. Oh. You should have lied. Why didn't you lie? Oh, because it's funnier that I uh, All right. anyway leaned into it. It's going to be a... So <sighs> here's what's funny. Coming into this week... Mm. I thought... Man, there's nothing like a wasteland. There's no news stories. Yeah. And then I have this whole episode kind of planned out, (laughs) and then I have to throw it into the garbage bin because there's a bunch of things that I really wanted to talk about um, that showed up in the news. So that's that's why we have a pretty news heavy so episode. Which last, we haven't had in a while. Right, which which is great. But it's it's a it's a lot like uh in the radio station I work at, sports station, last Friday, Fitzgerald and then the Bob Huggins thing. Yeah. All happened on Friday. So Monday comes around and holy crap we got a shitload of stuff to talk so about. So much. Even in the off season, which is yeah. the summertime is pretty much the slow season for sports for sports, absolutely. Yeah. Reporting this, this time is a wasteland. Hey, Major League Baseball, nobody gives a fuck about you. Let's add another team. How about if you let everybody watch the fucking games? <laughs> Dipshit. That would be fun. You know, you're a great way to grow your sport. Make sure everybody has yeah, access a- to it. Accessibility. Wow. Ass- accessibility. Do you live in Chicago where you ain't watching the Cubs? Wh- why? <laughs> Just because. Fuck you. That's Fuck. why. Really? Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, before. Wang. As we were. Sorry. That was, that was a drop. The sound effects of the soundboard, I mean. Um, we're off to an amazing start. We suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're fucking amateurs. This isn't technical difficulties. This is. We, it's just, just us. This is us. <laughs> we just At some point, you have to acknowledge it's, it's a skill issue. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, hey. we're gonna talk about first up. As I said, this episode is going to start 
pretty fun and then kind of get dark towards the end, but it'll be entertaining. Well, it's not our fault. It's fucking Jim fucking Beasel's fault. Let's thanks, go. Thanks, Jesus. All yeah, right. Yeah, thanks a lot. Hey, you know, can I just say one thing? I don't give a fuck who I'm playing in a movie. I'm not fucking going through the kind of injuries that you did just so you could play Jesus. You know I got He got struck by lightning twice. That was God. That was God saying stop, stop making this fucking movie, you goddamn heathens. All right, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about first Way the fun stuff. Them. Nice. The fun stuff. Sometimes we're good. <laughs> it's an emotional st- roller coaster every episode, <laughs> apparently, with our own self confidence. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you can see it dip right here. Here's yeah. a graph. Uh, and then Jake gets sad again. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Some childhood we're trauma. We're d- goddamn uh, it, we're off topic again. Wh- what? <laughs> you did the title. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> this is a fun episode. Uh, so let's talk about Deadpool 3. Uh, oh yes. So we we saw uh, Hugh Jackman mm. released it first on his Instagram, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it, they showed high res pictures of it. So we got a couple set photos from Deadpool three. The but most he doesn't impor- have the hair. The thing that's blowing up the internet though, yeah, yeah, is Wolverine finally in the blue and yellow. Um, but he doesn't have the hair. The hair's what? It it's not. He doesn't have the cowl yet. I hope the cow is not CG. I really yeah. If come they're, on, if they're not gonna, learn if, from look, Love and Thunder. Yeah, if he, if he's not gonna wear it, he's not gonna wear it. That's, that's fine. 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 That's fine. You gave us blue and yellow. That's but don't fine. give us like a fucking. Don't put a fucking fake ass CG uh, helmet on him. Like I don't no. Don't do that. Um, but it looks great. It looks so good. And you kind of think of like, uh, think of the first Deadpool, and how like. Neon yellow, those. I mean, they're, they're like not you know super bright, but they're yellow X Men uniforms. Go back twenty three years to that first X Men movie, and they went the Grant Morrison. I think it was the Ultimate X Men look, where it's like more of like a like they're uh, like a uh, like, like kind of like biker a, gang. I was gonna I was gonna say like a government. Oh, uh, or not a strike team is kind of what I thought. SWAT or like team. a stealther look. Sh- stealther, sure, sure. Look. Yep. <laughs> But it's like we've said before, like with the Transformers movies, it's like there's a reason these these costumes are recognizable and they pop on a page because yes. they're colorful and they're going to pop on screen. They're going to look great. But, you know, we had to get there. And to just think that we are now 23 years later and we're finally seeing Wolverine in blue and yellow, it's <sighs> fucking gorgeous. <sighs> just and the fact they got Hugh Jackman to come back and yeah. wear it like oh my god. Yes. Like this is what I we wanted. And look, I'm a little worried this movie's coming out during a writer's strike. Yes. I'm a little worried about that. But at this point, even if it's bad, I'm still going to enjoy it. Cuz Deadpool is a ridiculous character. Can, can I make a um, no? It's not going to be like this, but can I make a little bit of a uh, analogy here or a, a metaphor sure. uh, or a whatever? Just <clears throat> One talk, of those. bro. Spit uh, it out. So you Come know, on. two of the worst like superhero movies in modern, you know, recent history: Daredevil and Green Lantern. Really pretty bad. Man, look. Listen, I I have a special place for Daredevil. I was going to say. That both Daredevil that I enjoyed both Daredevil and Green Lantern when I went to watch them, even though it was a shitty movie. Why? Because it was fucking Daredevil and Green fucking Lantern on a movie screen. It was awesome. I will say, I felt like that first Daredevil movie does hit some good beats with the character, 
but I loved Michael Clark Duncan as the kingpin. I enjoyed him as kingpin. Cannot beat that casting. Look, I kind of love Colin Farrell's extremely over the top performance. Yes, but even though he looks nothing like the character <laughs> in the comics, it. it was so over the top though that it different podcasts. We that's a, we should do a Daredevil commentary. Oh my god, yes. Okay, so <laughs> but anyway, that's, sorry. Okay. To, to, to bring it back but around, but what you were the talking point—that's what I'm trying to say. Ben Affleck rumors. Yes, that he could be coming back as Daredevil. Have you seen that? No. So there's two rumors. There's one in Dare in De- Deadpool. Yeah. Hold oh, on. Okay. Let me get to this. Okay. So have you seen all the set photos? Uh, no. There. So there's a f- what the set photos were, is a fight scene between Deadpool and Wolverine, and they're fighting in front of a decaying, destroyed 20th cent- 20th century Fox logo. Oh. So there's speculation that this is going to be a Deadpool and Wolverine team up movie where they kill the fox marvel like the fox x-men shit and then bring it and my thought would be bringing in the new x-men i am still and i you can go back on this uh, other episodes when they first announced hugh jackman coming back i thought they're not so they said they weren't touching logan this has to be something like what you said with uh, deadpool secret secret wars Uh this has to tie into secret wars in some way because this is a multiversal movie oh yeah like and you and I both thought that mm. this was going to be Deadpool killing off the Fox X Men well, and bringing those, in the MCU. There's those couple X-Men. series. Uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Marvel Universe kills yeah, Deadpool. And then there's like a there's like a there's a and they're fantastic a, fucking series, dude. There's a grind a groundswell of theories that it's Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel Universe. Like that's what he's doing, and do it if you're going for it. Do it and be insane. And yes. Again, I don't care what anybody says about this movie. At the end of the day, look, I have gone back and read, and it's, this isn't a long box thing. This is just, I, I started reading because of that. This is, this is how, believe it or not, comic book movie news pushes comic books, kids. You want to read the books about the characters, right? So I even went to Joe Kelly's Deadpool Classic, Volume 1, because I never really read his run, and I had liked the little bit of runs that he had done mm-hmm. and like he i like his team up book he does with spider-man like joe kelly wrote it, it's really good mm-hmm. and are there moments where it feels like okay this is late 90s you know early mm-hmm. 2000s humor but or yeah especially with these it's late 90s humor but like it got me juiced up and excited about this because what i love so much about deadpool Deadpool has some really good serious tone comics and they can work and I think they could do that story but I love the idea of where there's a lot of Deadpool arcs where it's super insane and over the top and only works because Deadpool's the lead you know what I mean and so let go for it go do, you have to bring in uh, fucking Bob is it yeah, Bob, Agent of Shield? Bring him in, dude. That'd be so fucking funny. Like if that's how it connect. Like there's just I, you know, I I just wanted to. Be I'm insane. not a huge fan of Deadpool as a character in the comics, simply because I I haven't had as enough exposure to the good stuff. My exposure to Deadpool is Liefeld, and that shit is horrendous. He cannot draw feet. I no, I, I'm really, but he can't fucking write either. Okay, so I'm and re- he took over writing, but. So, so the Deadpool Classic Volume One that's that's packaged right now from Marvel, it has the New Mutants issue. Right. Well, I was gonna say, if you let me finish, okay, because I had a thing going. Well, I was trying to say, I know, I know what you mean about his art because Joe no, Kelly's no, no, writing, right. but it's his art. 
It's Rob Liefeld's art. Well, well, the the thing is, is that um, you know, one of my favorite uh, uh, trade paperbacks that I have is Deadpool's Secret Wars, and because Secret Wars is something I grew up with, the original one with Zack and Shooter, and uh, um, he, I think it's Cullen Bunn writes it, but he crafts a way that you can see that he might have actually been there. Are you talking about Secret Secret Wars? Yeah, I guess it's called Secret Secret Wars, but yeah. it's it's where he was actually at Secret Wars, and nobody know. But the way that I, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but the way that they um, write it in that nobody remembers that he was there is really kind of fucking well, brilliant. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering if this is going to be like that story where Deadpool is always in the background of the Fox X Men stuff, but nobody remembers, or maybe even the MCU stuff. And but the, dude, the last two Deadpool's they already did that. They already weave that into the last two dead. Maybe, maybe it's do like I said. Maybe it's him always being in the MCU. He was always there. That makes more sense, doesn't it? Well, okay, yeah. Well, that's and then they write it into the MCU that that's why he. Yeah, or they've got to. I'm wondering. There's got to. To me, there might be a TVA. Like, it has. To, there has to be some sort of TVA connection. I'm not saying that he's going to be... Oh, the like, time variance I'm not story. saying okay. Deadpool's going to be in fucking Loki or anything, right. but I'm, I'm saying, like, they, there has to be... Like, they show up at the end of this movie or something, and, like, I don't know. But I'm wondering how it's going to wove into the major MCU and Secret Wars and all that other shit. Um, but it's... Again, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm very excited mm-hmm. because, again, it's just... Something we knew years ago, but it took everybody else, a mainstream audience, to be okay with it. Like these, these, these costumes look like this for a reason because they fucking pop, man. They're and fucking gorgeous. He looks so good, and I want to say the, the people out there complaining about the sleeves, it's because of Hugh Jackman's skin condition, and he's out in the sun, and his skin condition makes him more susceptible. 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 Thank you. <laughs> to skin cancer. So that's why he was wearing more. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's indoors because he's gotten jacked again. So there's going to be, he's going to be sleeveless at some point. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. But it's like, dude, come on. These are people here. Also, Let's- you're seeing behind the scenes shots. There's a lot of shit that's in that shot or that isn't that, you know, yet. You know what I mean? Like, I no, mean. And also, somehow, somehow. They took the Deadpool costume, which was already one of the best comic book translations of a costume, like just picture perfect. They made it better somehow in this set photo because it's a lighter red and it just looks better and it looks so great contrasting next to him. I have for years, Tyler, for fucking years. Tell I, it. Tell I, it. I have wanted this Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman team up movie. I wanted to wear uh, a Wolverine Deadpool team up movie for so many years. We finally get it, and it like somebody made a great point. It's the greatest glow up of all time because look how shitty they looked in that Wolverine movie, and now look how cool they look. It's like, again, I don't care. This movie could be dog shit. I'm still gonna find ways to enjoy it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of bias towards this movie. I I don't see how it could let me down. because now I'm starting to buy in to the Ben Affleck rumors. Look, man, fucking Multiverse of Madness fucking did Black Bolt dirty. And I still liked it because it was cool. It was Black Bolt. That's cool. It's Reed Richards. Did you see the other one that Jennifer Gardner is Electra coming back? Oh, no. That's crazy. Dude, what if... Dude, Ace in the Hole would be to get Colin Farrell to be Bullseye again. That would be insane. But it wouldn't work. 
Well, would it? But so they they need to bring the Fantastic Four in from the Fox. But see, movies. this is what I'm worried about, and I need people, and I I want I I I'm excited. You can tell I'm worked up about it, but keep your expectations low because. I multiverse of madness. Please address the I, fucking Galactus cloud. Well, hold on, hold on. I think a lot of the problem with Vol- that's not what Galactus looks like <laughs> in my universe. What the fuck is that? I think people, I can see it now. I think people were misled in what they what they were getting with um, multiverse of madness because they led in too much to rumors and and stuff like that. Where I think it got way out of proportion. And we thought that Illuminati scene was going to be the whole entire movie, and there's like all this stuff, you, you know. And I, I just want people to like calm down and like. I think knew. Of it here, here's a, here's a great thing. I was recently listening to an old episode of our podcast, and it was uh, the episode where we had just seen um, Spider-Man: um, no, no Way, Way Home. Home. Yeah, and I was talking about how during a lot of parts, um, especially like in that end scene when all yeah. the people were coming through, like I was expecting to see more. And it was like, dude, are you not satisfied with what you got? got. You got all three Spider-Men. You got all the fucking old villains and And shit. This is how... how What more do you want? This is how spoiled we are. We got Endgame, one of the greatest crossover movies of all time. Yeah. We'll never be topped. I don't know how hard they're going to try with Secret Wars. I don't know how that would work. But, like, we've been so spoiled by that that, like, yeah, everything has to be, like, this fucking blowing our mind thing. And then we got spoiled because they followed it up with No Way Home, which was fucking awesome. And it's like, oh, shit. And <laughs> multi- and I enjoyed Multiverse of Madness. Sure, I did too. I think a lot of people, a lot more people enjoy that over Love and Thunder. And I, I liked Lo- Love and Thunder, but... It was okay. I had a, I have a deeper meaning for Multiverse because I fucking love Sam Raimi. So, I mean, I'm always going to pick that. Oh, up. well. Well, um... <laughs> So now I'm starting to I'm buy Jake. <laughs> no, you're Tyler. What if they brought back the uh, Fantastic Four? I just... Like the Fox one. I, I That's what I was talking about. Yeah, I know. What if they did that, too? Did, did you not hear me do the whole Galactus Cloud thing? Uh, we do need to address the Galactus Cloud. I think it would be what hilarious. What Lawrence Fishburne back to be <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. I think it would be just <laughs> hilarious if there's a segment in the movie where he, like, pops into the Fox universe or the... The, the Fantastic Four or whatever, Fox Universe, and Galactus is coming or whatever, and he's like, what's going on, guys? What? what? That's fucking... That's not what it looks like in my universe. This is what it looks like in my universe. He snaps his fingers, and we actually get to see fucking Galactus. Yeah, that'd be nuts. And the Fantastic Four in that universe die of fright. And uh, that's how they die. Wow. That's a shitty way to die. Except for Chris Evans. He comes back and goes, I'm going to be Steve Rogers. I and then they jump through a wormhole what it, onto okay. the helicarrier to, to up, during the Avengers. To wrap up this and they beat up the real Steve Rogers. And Chris Evans, who was playing the Human Torch, merges with Steve Flaming Rogers. Captain America. And that is retconning, ladies and gentlemen, of the finest degree. It's not. Fuck um, you. <laughs> Fuck you! So realistically... What? Let's 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 have our. We don't need to. Let's just be honest. Go, because I don't want to get. Oh, I don't want to get. Just about to say, go to hell. Like I said, I don't want to get over overhyped here. I think. I think we might see Fastbender McAvoy back. Probably, and possibly a brief, very brief cameo from Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart, and like merging those together again. Or I could see it be completely different and do 
nothing and it's just nothing related to that it's just wolverine and deadpool fighting each other in the apocalypse i, I think it would be really really funny if they brought back a bit from the second one and they interviewed like a bunch of different professor x's and magnetos mm-hmm. and picked like the best one <laughs> Uh, or maybe they're doing a- and you could make fun of the rumors by like okay what's the one uh uh the the common one with if they did uh, a, a race swap is Denzel Washington and who's the other one uh who's the other actor Thanks. I don't know where you're going with this. There's been rumors about like different people that they could have for Professor X and Magneto in the new one, and oh, one of them is uh, if they race swapped it. Was gonna be yes, uh, and and uh, Denzel Washington if they if they did a race swap, which I think would be really funny because if they aren't actually in the running, they could be in the movie and be like, "How the fuck can you not pick us? Yeah. We're Denzel and John Carmel. Yeah, yeah. You, you could get meta. Are you out of your mind? I think it's gonna be a pretty meta. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 that, and so, you know what? If they do do that bit that I just said, it's not going to be a good movie. Why? Because I thought of again, it. I'm, again, trying to temper my expectations because it is also during a writer's It's going to blow my fucking it's, mind. It's during a writer's strike, that means they can't improvise. I'm not, I'm not holding back nothing. But I think it could be good. I'm excited. I think it could be good. I could book up the... Maybe it's a crazy way to also introduce secretly the next Wolverine. It'd be like, this is the MCU Wolverine. Yeah, like, what you already weird, said that. What a weird... Let's pa- move on to the next topic. On off-panel. Off-topic. All right. <laughs> you trying to make a drop? It that feels like every week great. you're like, is that a drop, Jake? Is that good enough? Farts. There's a, there's a drop. Brilliant! Thanks. <laughs> Alright, wait, did you, you get know what, what you the listener is? Thou bored? Wow. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> Alright, next topic. Another another speaking of uh, more exciting news. <laughs> good lord. Good uh, There goes a long examples of <clears throat> a filmmaker getting it right once again with superheroes. Mm. We got more casting news for um Superman Legacy. I am beyond pleased. Brilliant move, WB. I know what you're doing. I know what they're doing. The Flash failed so epically. They're like, well, look at this shiny new movie we're working on. Oh, a Blue Beetle looks good too, right? Well, look at this shiny new Superman movie. But you know what? I'm here for it. So, two things we already know knew coming into this. Uh, mm-hmm, 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 it was mm-hmm. David David Corin Sweat or Corin. I'm butchering his name, but we know it's, who the Superman it's some is. Some dude. Um, and Rachel uh, Brosnanen, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm butchering some these some names. lady. Stop it. Marvelous Miss Maisel, which wrapped up. Great show. Loved it. Oh, cool. She is going to be Lois Lane, and that was exciting to me because I think she's a perfect cast for that. Um, And then we got even more this past week, and I got to add a new one because this happened after I wrote it, but uh, your boy, uh, NoHo Hank from Barry, he's going to be in it as, uh, what was it, Morpho? Metamorpho. Metamorpho, yeah. So while you're doing that. uh, uh, Anyway, no. So he's in it, which I think mm. you look at meta like some of these are just like okay, we're we're really hitting good notes here. Like this seems well, like a pretty Metamorpho solid Metamorpho is a member of the Outsiders, who was a uh, um, a team that was led by Batman for many years. So you should be well familiar with Metamorpho. Yeah. Well, Elemental and Man. Katana. Yeah. 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 
But no, I'm excited. I think this cast looks great because we Who have. Who was in the Outsiders? Black Lightning. Yeah. We we have uh, No Ho Hank, who uh, he's also in. Uh, I think it was Fatherhood was the name of it. It was a Kevin Hart movie. He's really funny in that too. That dude's funny, and so I'm excited about him being a part of it. <laughs> um, Isabella Merced uh, will play Hot Girl. Huh? Uh, Hawk Girl. Oh, I thought you said Hot Girl, and I'm like, what? Sorry. Ah, damn it. Where was the board? It's too late now. The moment's gone. I thought you said hot girl. I said hawk girl. Um, That's Uh, cool. um, Eddie Gathigi? Gathigi? I'm butchering these names. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will be Mr. Terrific. Okay. And then Nathan Fillion will be Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. Yes. Everybody's like Hal. Like it's surprising he's not Hal. And I think it's an age thing. And I also think it could be a way that they're saying that he is the Green Lantern because Hal and John are off world doing some other shit and like he's stuck on Earth like he's back on Earth to help that I don't know. Something like that. If they don't give us a fucking bowl cut, I'm gonna either, be really either pissed. way, the fact that he I want a bowl cut, James Gunn. Tyler, the fact that James Gunn Works with Nathan Fillion his mm. whole career, mm. and then says, "Hey, buddy, I'm giving you a Green Lantern spot in a live action movie. That's that's awesome." Now people could say like, "Oh, you're hiring your friends." I'm like, "Why wouldn't you? Why would you? Why wouldn't you want to work with your friends? Like, fuck off." I'm assuming that most of the um, uh, right wingers and stuff really love Adam Sandler movies. And let me just tell you, all he does um, is hire his friends. Right. And 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 hey, Jake, there's nothing wrong you, with it. You get you, say you have a three hundred million dollar uh, contract with Netflix to make movies for a while, whatever. The fuck you want? You don't think I'm not gonna call you? Come on! Yeah. Come on. Why wouldn't I have all of my friends on my movie who are all actors and work with me and and know me? You work with who you know. Like it's silly. Like, dude, directors have actors. You know, that's that's there's a reason why De Niro worked with Scorsese. There's a reason why Leonardo works with Scorsese. Leonardo, uh, yeah, and and Pitt has had a little bit of a um, run with uh, Tarantino. Um. Samuel L. Jackson, Tarantino, duh, yeah. obviously. Yeah, um, Tim Burton what, and uh, Johnny Depp. You know, like it's happened throughout, and there's nothing wrong with it. I, and but that's what I mean. I feel like sometimes, like the Nathan Fillion thing, I think most people are excited about it, but I think there is that Snyder cult uh, audience that is and not even like the people that are just like against this James Gunn universe. Yeah, will th- make that criticism, and I'm like, that's such a shitty bull. Like. That's not a criticism because, like you just said, there are plenty of great examples of actors and directors working together through multiple projects. And you know what? They're good because they know each other and they're friends and they're comfortable and they know how to work with each other and tell a story together. It's almost like that's a good thing. It's like so fucking dumb. It's such a lame. Ex- like they're just coping because everything that we're learning right now with Superman Legacy, it's exciting because yeah. it's. And James Gunn also confirmed. On Twitter, he said, I'm not putting these characters in this movie to set up a project. They're part of the story. It's not intention of like, well, we're going to, and then out of this, we're going to make the Guy Gardner one. And then we're going to, you know, it's like, it's not doing that. It's saying well, it's see, in this world, look, but it's I, still. I trust James Gunn because, you know, whoever made uh, Black Adam, um, <laughs> looking at you, Dwayne, uh, whoever made Black Adam smell. was clearly. <laughs> what the rock? It's cooking. Is clear was clearly meant to set up a JSA project. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's clearly meant, and and you could tell. Yeah, you could. They're tell. literally in the movie. Um, I don't know. I mean, I trust James Gunn not to 
he hasn't. I I think what what J, I think the success behind James Gunn is that he knows he can't repeat himself, or or that he shouldn't, and he knows he doesn't have to. One of those three. I also think he said something to the effect of he doesn't write his stories to necessarily set things up. But now he did set things up with Guardians one because he ha- he said that's the one thing that Feige required was he tie it to the Infinity Stones. That yeah. was it. But like, if you watch Guardians, if you watch that Guardians trilogy, they are it is a con- a connected story between those group of people. Mm. Yes, they show up in other movies, but that is like James Gunn wrote those characters with the same through line throughout. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that's what we're we're seeing with Legacy. I think I think he's being genuine when he's saying like these characters have a purpose to this story. They're not just there to set up the JSA or the Justice League or whatever. Mm. They're just a part of this story that I wrote, yeah. which ex- is exciting because DC needs to embrace that side of itself. What makes DC work, is, and I, you can push back on this, I think DC makes better team books. You're wrong. <laughs> In my opinion, I think the Justice... Your opinion doesn't matter. I got Jesus on my side. No, I do, and he's in a red cape, motherfucker. <laughs> no, um, no, but in my opinion, and I take—I'm a DC fanboy shill. Take that with what you will, with a grain of salt. I always took my opinion as I've always preferred the Justice League versus the Avengers. I thought I've always thought Justice League was a better team, in my opinion. Um. And I've upset Tyler. I I think I'm gonna throw up. What? You got Batman. You got Superman. Um, you got Wonder Woman. Uh, you got a Green Lantern. If you don't you know, <laughs> I am a huge fan of Justice League International, which came out in the '80s. Uh, Geffen, Dematis, uh, McGuire, and is one of the greatest team books in DC history. And, You're saying uh, nice things about DC. I like a lot of DC. I do. I just if I'm in this comic store or if I'm store. You just prefer Marvel. It's fine. I'm just messing with you. But it's true. Like, I'll walk in front of, and maybe it's... I mean, I, I, I don't generally buy any DC books because I'm like, I don't really care that much. You know, and I'll be honest... I, I can buy a Marvel book and be back the next month to get it again if it's a decent I've enough all, story because I, I care about the characters. Just like, yeah. yeah. But Justice League International is one of one of the all-time greatest team books in comic book history, dude. It's, it's, it's the one-punch Batman Guy Gardner, yeah. okay? Yeah. It's the fucking Shazam eating Oreo cookies because nobody knows he's a fucking eight-year-old kid named Billy Batson, okay? Yeah. It's fucking Booster Gold fucking and Beetle and Blue Beetle. It's just, it's fucking classic, okay? So, I will give you that, um, I, I don't know that I can compare the two, so I can't really say you're, you're not right. Um, I do generally enjoy and buy more solo books when I'm buying Marvel, um, I did get into the Avengers recently, as you know, but because they were doing like this huge multiversal thing, and it was pretty fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you may very well be right. I I don't I don't read enough. I don't think I read enough team books in Marvel but, to make this, that distinction. This is also coming with me. Doing, but X Men in the eighties and ninety in early nineties was fucking top notch. But this dude. is also coming from my opinion of doing our sideshow, drawing to DC, mm-hmm. uh, where I've been watching. I'm not invited. These DC animated movies, and I and I've talked about it at nauseum on that sh- on that show, and I talked about it on this show. 
I just think DC's strength is its ability to weave the in a in a good believable way weave these characters together. I can believe that Batman and Superman and and Green Lantern and Wonder Woman and all you know Aquaman whoever mm-hmm. are on this team together, and they do. I just I've always thought that DC has a, done a really good job of weaving its its continuity into everything. And by the way, after but, we. Mm-hmm. They also have a really bad problem with doing that too much and then having to constantly reset because everything is, you're going to, if you want to read one story, you have to read six or seven different fucking titles at a time. You know what I mean? The problem with DC. That's always been my issue with DC. Here's the biggest issue with DC. And Marvel does it too. Everybody does it. Hang on. Here's the biggest issue with DC. For the first, like, you know, from the 30s until pretty much like the, the 70s, there's no continuity. None. Writers don't pay attention to what other writers are doing. Writers write shit the way they want and don't give a shit how yeah, somebody else yeah. writes that character. That's why you have constant retcons. Exactly, and, yeah. right. So, in the 70s, they decide, 60s and 70s, they decide, we're going to make all these Earths to explain the continuity and why these characters act the way they do, blah, 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 which is dumb. Then they get themselves into a quagmire for 10 years. And then they have um, Legends, and then they have the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Well, I'm sorry. Reverse that. Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then Legends resets the DC universe. And then Man of Steel resets uh, Superman. uh, All that shit, right? Then, so you have like 50 years. You have almost 50 years of no continuity. Then like 10 of like really, really convoluted continuity. And then you have... the new 52. Right, right. And then the rebirth... And now we're on... The, uh, the problem is that they had, in the 90s, they had, like, a crisis. And then they had another one in the aughts. And then they had another one in the Dark 10s. Dark Knight's Metal? Remember that? Yes! You know what I'm saying? Dark like Dark Multiverse? Yeah. I mean, that stuff was cool, but, like, what are you guys doing? I mean, yeah. I will say this about Marvel. Marvel has never done a hard fucking reset. They never have. They're, they've done retconning to the point where things aren't the same. And they can explain away why Peter Parker is yeah. whatever, right? They I, can explain away why people don't age and whatnot. I want to say mm. I don't have, I don't have a problem with multiverses. I do want to make a point clear that mm. I do like Dark Knight's Metal, and I right. Or, I don't. It can be fun. It's not, it, I think there's some cool things that came out of it. I think that the problem is they found some things that are really cool, and mm-hmm. they kind of. I don't know. I kind of, well, I kind of was over the Batman who laughs after sure. his story. I was like, you know what? Okay, that was a good story. I don't need any more of this. Whatever. Yeah. Like, but what I was trying to say is like, that's the thing. DC makes it such like this. They go with like this new Fifty Two thing, and they have this big event, blow it all up again. Goes into like a year re- later. Goes into rebirth. What was it like? Two years later or something? But they didn't what, even give Fifty Two a chance. But to, that's what's so frustrating. But Fifty Two was really bad. I've, like I said, they've always been really good at woving in this stuff. So then. You do get invested, like, oh, this is the new 52 version of Batman. This is the new 252 Superman. And then we go, oh, well, now we got to change it to this to do Rebirth. we got to do this. Right. And I understand how that, like, I think that's a fair criticism sure. of canon. And that is, and I think that's what I'm interested to see what James Gunn can do with this connectivity. Which is why across the Spidey, Spider-Verse, that whole canon bit is so fucking brilliant. Because it's just like, it, it's so meta when it comes to comics. Yeah, and because it, it always has to be this one thing. You ruined a canon it. event, yeah. Um, who cares? Let here, them make whatever they want to make. Here's something that I want to bring up that, that a lot of people who read comic books don't think about or talk about enough, okay? There's no rule for how much time takes 
takes place between each issue. No. Okay, now I want to explain something to your our younger listeners. Um, there was a book in the '80s uh, from Epic uh, called The Nom, and it was written by I can't remember who wrote it, but uh, Michael Golden wrote uh, drew the first couple issues. But it was a um, it was a hard and real look at what it was like to be a soldier in Vietnam. And what they did was they had an edict on this comic from the time the one issue ends until the next one starts, that's 30 days. These characters are living their lives while we're waiting for the next issue. Because 12 issues after the first, we introduce the main character in issue one, and then in issue 12 or 13, he goes back home because he's served his tour. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now I remember reading that because there was a, they they had like a thing uh, maybe it was the letters page or something or I can't remember but uh, when I was younger I read about that and how the guy w- the writer was saying like you know that's different that's what's different about our comic book than every, any other ones because a lot of comics Real time passes. I mean sometimes not at all you know I mean sometimes it's like look it goes right into the next yeah and and they kind a second later or whatever to, I think it was so but there's no rules and that's fair. It's don't fine. Forget, don't forget, there was mm-hmm. Doomsday Clock in between there when they're trying to bring in the Watchmen universe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, that. yes, Jesus. So, so, but, but I'm saying like, there's no rules. So, I mean, that also convoluted. That's what I'm getting back to. Yeah, because that's another thing they messed up. Like, I think Marvel might have been Marvel or DC trying mm-hmm. to say like, oh, this canon from the the 60s, 70s, 80s, all that was like only five years in, right in our time, and it's well, like and it just doesn't it doesn't work because that's just you don't have to put a definitive timeline on it. That's the at, thing. S- at some point, you're going to have to acknowledge and and change Captain America's story. Because or, you can only tell so many stories. No, no, I mean, well, not. I started saying it, but then I was realizing, wait, no, it's kind of important that he stays in World War II and that you don't update him for, like, Vietnam or Afghanistan or any of that shit. Because World War II, to be honest, was the last time that, you know... The U.S. was like definitively the good guys. You know what I mean? Gung ho patriotism. I, I think we all agree. That, we were, well, yeah. I'd I, say I mean, 9/11 was around that time when we were that. Time. Yeah, but there was too many fuckers like taking advantage of that shit to fucking strip away all our freedoms. Yeah. So no. But anyway. Uh, but you know what I mean. So, but, I mean, can you still like? I love that. Uh, like ten years, ten or the last two decades, I can't remember when. It was probably the aughts. But they aged Steve Rogers. I don't know if you remember yeah. this, but it was, I want to say the aughts, but they, they basically, he lost the super soldier serum. And so he aged like rapidly to what the age he really would have been and like in, in 20, 30 years, you know, that's not a possible story to tell because he'd be dead. Yeah. I mean, in, in 20, 30 years, guys, it's going to be a hundred years since world war two. And I cannot fucking believe that Jeez. we're still fighting goddamn nazis yeah sorry for that but i wanted to wake everybody up who was listening to the metaphorous version of my voice here's how we switch here's how we tie it in let's do it which is why we need a hopeful fun superman yeah i don't want this dour fucking snyder fucking moody dc shit don't get me you, wrong you can do that with the when you man, can do that in other when parts. the first trailer for man of steel came out i had a heart on 
It was awesome. That was a great score. It looked so I, good, right? The score was unbelievable. The Russell Crowe uh, fucking narration. And then the build, you do what the does. swelling when he could fly. It was a beautiful. Oh, all the fucking dust and shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. I came so hard. We all did. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> Some of us more than others, Snyderverse cults. Sorry. But some of them did. Some of them came and were like, that's the best orgasm I'm ever going to have. I'm never going to beat I'm that. I'm never going to beat that. Never Better stick with Schneider it. or else I'm never going <laughs> to. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Back to uh, the show. No. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm interested. Very interested. I was yeah. already. But I, I kind of want. And again, it's it's kind of obvious that DC and Warner Brothers is like, well, let's show them this because they're worried. Because um, I know that I I think they're expecting to take a loss on Blue Beetle too, to be honest. But we'll see. Let's be honest, you are. It did a tra- the most recent trailer was great, but I just I'll don't, still go see it. We I should go see it. I don't think I want to support it, but I and I will we'll go see it. But like I like that actor. Um, the problem is I don't think a lot of general audiences are. I think it's the same thing that happened to Shazam. I think it's the same thing that... Which sucks, because I was talking to my brother uh, at... Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, Fourth of July, uh, we had a little grill out, and I was talking to my brother. I was like, you know, did you see Shazam? And he he has kind of sworn off DC movies for a while, um, ever since, I think, Man of Steel. I don't even know if he saw that. I think... I'm sure that he's seen them by now, Like, but I know... He goes to see the Marvel movies, you know, in the theater like two or three times the first weekend mm-hmm. and still does. But he's kind of sworn off DC movies and I don't blame him too much. But I did tell him, I'm like, honestly, Shazam was one of the best DC movies that's come out in a long time. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It's a fun movie. It was great. Let's go, DC. Get it together. Woo. No. All right. Moving on. Stay on the trash heap of history. So got through the fun stuff. Trash heap of history. Speaking of trash heap of history. Focus. Speaking of the trash heap of history. No, it doesn't work. You tried it twice. and and Speaking of the trash heap of history. Uh, I will make this fucking work. Okay. So let's continue uh, giving you an update on the WGA strike currently Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's currently a stalemate still. Um, and I don't think there's going to be any changes anytime soon, uh, because this was, who, who, I think it was Deadline who broke this story. Yeah. Deadline, uh, has some quotes from some executives or insiders with executives saying, um, quote, with this current strike, the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. Um, Acknowledging that the cold as ice, exp- uh, so that was the, one, the first quote, uh, losing their houses. Um, this is directly from the Deadline article. Acknowledging the cold as ice approach, several other sources uh, reiterated the statement. On One insider said it is a cruel but necessary evil. Necessary evil. Making someone homeless is a necessary evil because you won't get your $3 million tax cut at the end of the year. Fuck you. Yeah, you don't even need that money. That money is nothing to you. And you won't even notice if you had it or not. I am so... You, you wouldn't even. People, you wouldn't fucking know. People want to know why. You people, have so much fucking godless <laughs> amounts of money. You wouldn't even fucking notice if you lost like a hundred million. People, 
Tyler. You wouldn't fucking know. Tyler, people want to know why. There's such this worker revolution and then why why all this happened. And I'll tell you why. Exploitation. Yes, but because everything in our life has gone up. The housing market has gone up. Good God, it is horrible to get a house mm. right now. And we're living in an area in a in a cost of living place in the United States that is much cheaper than other parts of the area. It's uh, rising uh, of America. Anyway, point is, everything that we pay like, like, like that we go through and and it's just it, it, everything you go through living living at, at a uh, normal middle class, just even middle class, which is sl- widening day by day between the billionaire class, and you're seeing people, thousands of people, get laid off at, at like Facebook and Twitter and all these other pla- in all these places, or even these studios. Thousands of people lose their jobs, and these fat rich fucks take millions, millions in bonuses, be- and they and they put. <clears throat> 1,200 people on their ass. And now they're saying, we don't want to pay you anymore, and we want you to be homeless and penniless and be fucking grateful we gave you a job in the first place. I'm yeah. sorry I don't mean yeah. to get that loud. No. But this is, this is I'm spitting venom here because it, it's not just the, yeah, inter- preach, it's not just the entertainment here. industry. Yeah. It's the whole fucking country. Yes. The whole entire country. I am so sick and tired of generations behind me Constantly telling me, oh, fucking dust it off, kid. Get through it, kid. No, because you put the market in this situation. Yes, it was you fucking easy for you, you fucking you piece of shit. You, you fucking voted in all the assholes and fucking Tyler, made it hard for me, fuck face. Tyler, neither of my parents graduated high school. Yeah. Neither of them did. Neither of them even had a GED. And they lived well enough to support me and my brother. Of course. That's not even th- imaginable now. Not even close. And... And this is just a, a microscope of I make, where we dude, are as I a make, society. I make $15 an hour, which is where we've been able to get the national fucking conversation up to what the federal minimum- Minimum, minimum wage is still $7.25. Yes, but 15 is what I make, and that's where the conversation has gotten. You know what it really is? 30 <laughs> Fucking 30 to $40 an hour, man. If you ain't paying me that, I ain't doing shit for you, because guess what? You're going to fucking exploit me. I was at a place the other day, and a lady was asking about, hey, you know, uh, I, I see you're hiring. How much are you guys paying? You know, my, my son, whatever, needs a summer job. 12 and a half. Fuck that, dude. No fucking way. Even if you gave me 40 hours, I can't make a living. I can't make a living. There's no fucking way I can pay bills. And since the governor in our fucking state cut the goddamn food stamps, there's no way I can fucking eat. And goddamn, how am I supposed to pay for childcare? You, but, you, but you, you see, fucking people see, who have everything. I'm going to talk to people who aren't listening. You fucking people that have everything. You don't know what it's like to not have things. You don't know what it's like to not have basic necessities like heat, housing, clothing, a job, food. They don't know desperate. They pla- don't know. No, they don't. And fucking, you don't know what that's like. And I pray that you never do. You've never lived a day. Because you wouldn't fucking survive a goddamn day, man. You would fucking, you would off yourself. You'd just be like, oh, I'm going to... You would uh, you'd run yourself into a wall until you died because you're you, such an idiot. You know, one time when I, damn, was, uh, really, when I was really poor, when I was living uh, in Lincoln, mm. Nebraska, mm. Um, when I was I was really poor, and I had $9 to last me eight days once. Whew. You know, that was a, that was a rough week. Um, but what I'm trying to get at is 
they that's so fucking greedy and pathetic that these these executives and I get it. I understand that Warner Brothers is in a lot of debt. For example, sure, that's your own fucking fault. Yeah, that's no. You have nobody to. You have again, like you, you said. You, you know what? Yeah. That kind of debt that they have. That they, that they recruit is someone who deserves to have that. Much you support us, yeah, because you, you don't make good decisions. No, you support a system in in which we give all the money to the people at the top who fucking hoard it. That's insanity. And then we don't have any. And like you said, how the fuck? How the fuck are we not out on the streets of, revolting no, daily? And that's something else. That's something else. We talked about the Spider Verse stuff with what Amy Pascal would say, or you see these things that fucking Bob Iger says, or or Zaslav says. They're not creative people. They're not. No. They're not artists. No. They don't understand how to create. They're they business people, which is not business. a compliment. Exactly. I'm a business person. Well, fucking eat my shit. So much so that they don't care, and they <laughs> they don't care about human beings enough that well, they want them to you go do poor know, and penniless. Well, you do know that once you become a business person, you're no longer a human being. Because now you're all about business and persons. I'm so fucking sick. I'm so fucking sick of you. I don't want to say You that. coming into my office and trying to ask me for basic human needs like food and shelter? I'm sorry, you need a day off because your you need a wage? relative died? You need to be paid more because your, house, your mortgage went up? Fuck you. Move somewhere else. Yeah, Move somewhere get another else. Get another house. Just do what I do. Yeah, buy another house. It's not that expensive. Shut the fuck. Or just move into your vacation home. You fucking out of touch piece of shit. They're probably the same people that think you have to show ID to buy. Groceries. I was walking past the TV at Remember the station that? where Remember I worked. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I was walking past the TV at the station the other day, and uh, we, uh, a couple of the stations in our building have to have Fox News on all the time. I won't explain why. Yeah. Uh, and I was walking by, it was probably a Saturday or Sunday night, and they were really hurting for content over there because they had a bunch of old white dudes in a game show type of thing. I just glanced, but it was like supermarket something. It wasn't supermarket sweep, but it was like supermarket adventure or something like that. And from what I could tell in my briefest of looks, these fat fucking turd fucking white dudes we're trying to figure out how much basic shit at the grocery store costs because they have no fucking clue. And I don't know why anybody watching that content wouldn't immediately turn it off and burn their fucking remote for being so callous and heartless that you think it's a fucking game how much people pay for money. I yeah. I don't know who I don't know where you, I don't know who so you are. So Hollywood is burning to the ground. So. Yeah, oh, sure, great, fun stuff. You know what? Fine, fine. Yeah, I don't care. Well, the fucking Hollywood system is stupid as it's, shit. I, you know, the producers is a fictional story, you know but there are ways that you can make more money by know, fucking making your you project. Know what, you know what the problem? Bad girl. They you, made more money by shelving it. They they lost more money. They lost two hundred million dollars off the Flash. That's what I'm saying. The Hollywood model is broken, dude. Somebody's released, making a lot of money off it, but they mo- ain't. A movie that was a fra- ninety million dollars, a fraction of of the Flash's budget, and could have had a bad weekend and still would have made their money back. Like I just fucking whatever. But, just the sinking money into a sinking ship. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's bad. And you know what the worst part is? Because of the capitalistic system we live in, there's no good moral ground. Because I still am a, I'm still a max subscriber. 
You know, I'm still subscribed to Disney Plus. You know, I'm not. This is the problem, and this is why it's so frustrating because it's not fair that we have, like you said, built a system, built a model in Hollywood that these corporations own all the properties we love, and that sucks. That's some of the best stories are owned by fucking evil corporations, and it sucks. Yeah, but I, 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 I think. There could be light at the end of the tunnel. I still want to hope that things get better and that people don't fucking lose their homes. But the, uh, you know I, what I, stinks uh, about the whole situation? You create a character and you know it's good, and you know it's gonna you know da 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 da. And um, because of the world we live in, that has right. To, but but, ha- no, but the guy mean. who's investing in you is gonna make you sell the character to him to make it. You know what I mean? Your partners, but they own ninety five percent. Yeah, and and, and dude, that's just. I mean, there's a Stan Lee documentary on Disney Plus. I talked about it a couple weeks ago, and it's really really interesting because he talks about there's an inter- there's a radio interview where Stan's on the phone and Jack Kirby's in the in the studio. And they're having an interview, and this is years after their split, obviously. Mm-hmm. And shortly before Kirby died, actually. I think it was his last radio interview. And they they had kind of buried the hatchet a little bit, but they both made some good points. You know, he made a good point that, like, you know, Kirby made a good point that, like, hey, I, I made this, I made that. And Stan was like, okay, well, you know, honestly, these many years later, like, I just love that we made so many good things. And, and, you know, I don't know that we don't have, you know, I, I, I hate that we don't know who, who did what or whatever. And, and honestly, you know, I'm okay with you having the credit, you know, whatever. And it was just, it was kind of an interesting way because they kind of buried the hatchet on the air. Yeah. Um, but during that uh, documentary, it's pretty much just um, uh, animation and then other part and then uh, film clips and whatnot and uh, TV clips and then. The narration is pretty much Stan talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they talk about how he's he's like years later, he's like, man, I really wish, I really, really wish that we had been smarter about it and, you know, tried to own some of this shit that we were creating. But we had no idea yeah. that it was going to take off. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, we talked about with- uh, No m- idea. Makes me think of like the movie Air where- Well, I, they were, like, they the, were workers well, for hire. But what, what I'm saying is like the idea of like that of like- his mom having the foresight to connect her son with that brand forever, you know, and, and make that. And, you know, obviously they wouldn't know that at the time and, and they wouldn't know this things, but that's what, again, that's the problem is. And that's why it's so frustrating because the writers are, are, are the creative people. We've said it. These executives are not fucking writers. No. Great example. Someone like, uh, Avi Arad or Arad or I think it's Arad, uh, he was a producer for a long time for the Spider-Man movies, for the, all the Raimi movies, all the Garfield yeah, movies. Yeah, he fucked Stan Lee. He fucked over Stan Lee. Fucking he, bad, dude. He fucking fucked over Sam Raimi. He sabotaged... It was his idea to put Venom in Spider-Man 3, and Raimi's like, I don't understand the character. I'm not going to put a character in that I don't understand. Yes. And clearly Raimi's vision for Spider-Man was the fucking... Sil- was it be Silver Age or Golden Age? Silver. Silver Age... Stan Lee comics like they're like if you watch those movies I still love them technically uh, Spider-Man wasn't around in the golden age but Venom was so far in the 90s like that was Superman and Batman were Venom story wasn't really gonna I didn't I was you know it just didn't it's not a bad look I think Spider-Man 3 gets a lot of hate but that's whatever 
It's it was, not a terrible that movie. That movie is what it is because of him. But my point is that. That's the whole point is these executives never fucking know what they're doing. And The CGI Sandman shit is still fucking creators. heartbreaking, dude. That shit. It's great. I love it. Yeah. You know why? Because writers and animators. <sighs> because Sandman was supposed to be the main villain of that fucking movie. That's why. Raimi put a lot of effort into Sandman because he wanted him to be the main villain. Ah, whatever. Ah. All right, let's get any more angrier. Angry, yeah, angrier. Um, oh man, I don't know. It's Should we have return. a smoke break first? I might need a cigarette before we do this. I need to call Jesse the body. Let's, and he needs to get me a a, a cigarette. So uh, this past week, Tyler, it was it, it, this movie. <coughs> Kind of spread like a wildfire across uh, everything because it, it it it's because it they bought out theaters. Oh yeah, I know. Because Christian conservatives have a lot of money. So anyway, let's talk about the movie that everybody seems to be talking about <laughs> right taking now. Taking away food assistance starring, for the elderly and children, starring Jesus Christ himself, <laughs> Jim Caviezel. I got struck by lightning. That's because no, Jesus no. was telling you. I got caught in a thief. No, different guy. Different guy. <laughs> Because you were doing the Pee Wee As we started, uh, as we stated earlier in the show, um, God was telling you to stop making that movie. Stop, stop it. Does that sound like a lightning bolt? Well, then then the actual Jesus was like, Dad, that's two. I <laughs> I don't think they're going to stop. Um, we might have to blow up the world for that to happen. <laughs> and then God said, I got what I paid for. <laughs> Fucking A. And then Jesus said, God speaks, Spider-Man. <laughs> Makes no fucking sense. No, it doesn't. Do the what? Which one? What? There you go. Let's move on. I can write a book about what you don't know. Speaking of that. Yeah, Sound um, of Freedom is the movie that's uh, on everybody's lips. Uh, <laughs> so it's being trumpeted by the far right in religious groups as a you know movie that Hollywood doesn't want you to see. The same people that watched the Tucker Carlson interview with Andrew Tate? Okay. Right. We, we protect the children. We're against you know human well, trafficking. Well, because if it's adult human trafficking, then it's fine, apparently. Mm. But let's hear this guy out. Sure. Um, anyway. Did you get so, some quotes or anything? Oh. I got some clips. I got yes. a fun thing. So now you say Jake. Jake. This is what you get with free apps. You don't get free air. Get off We're here. giving you a goddamn free <laughs> motherfucking. All six of our listeners. <laughs> listeners. All right. Uh, so what, what do I mean? Like, who, could, who could possibly be talking about Sound of Freedom that I would call Ryan Canal? Ger- uh, Jeremy, Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers as well. Um, Such. So I'll play idiots. this first one, and I want you to know. So his both their videos are similar, obviously, um, but he saw the movie, thought it was great, and um, there's no politics in the movie. Now, <laughs> now I have not seen the movie. Me neither. I don't intend to see the movie because I found out about the real life person this movie is based on, but. He's he. So this is what's frustrating. Internet sleuths we went to work to, right away. We talked about this when we used to do a uh, conspiracy podcast. This is the problem with QAnon, mm-hmm. and this is the problem with the QAnon adjacent movie because it is, and I'll explain why later. Like we got all get some popcorn, sit down because it's gonna be. We're long gonna long. we're gonna be uh, unwrap unwrapping the onion here. Um. So. The reason, it, the reason I have a big issue with Q and how it gets into people's consciousness and gets into people's, you know, 
people that I know, they, they get wrapped up in this, is because it takes this universal thing that everybody agrees is awful and horrible, yep. and we should do something about it, like yep. human trafficking and child trafficking, and it takes that and then tinges it and twists it into this conspiracy. Because I got something to tell you. The movie that this guy is based on is a liar. Yep. A liar. Yep. You remember... Do you remember Coney... Most groups... Tyler, hold on. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Coney 2012 where it was like this thing to... Because this is what this reminds me of. Back in 2012, there was this organization that was sweeping up that everybody was talking about like this thing for um it was called coney 2012 and it was like helping uh i think it was a i think it was an african country i can't remember i want to look this up but anyway what were you saying before i uh no um uh shit but the the conversation no um uh, i was going to say that um most um universal you know worldwide groups that are actually helping to stop human trafficking of all ages, uh, agree uh, that this guy is a schmuck and most of what he does is counterproductive to what they're trying to do. So in effect, experts, and I know the far right doesn't believe in experts, but experts about this kind of thing agree that if he did nothing, more children would be saved. So put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it, Jeremy. Anyway, let's hear from this fuck. But anyway, he's trying. The, the whole narrative <laughs> that they're trying to spin is that people are being ridiculous because that this is a movie about the evils of. Yeah, how could you be against this movie? And you know whatever. And I'm not saying that the movie isn't about that, but it also is. It again, it's taking this universal thing that mm. we all agree is deplorable and evil and bad, and then twisting it for your own financial gain and your own narrative gain. And but anyway, I really wanted to clip this out because it's really funny that Jeremy uses this example when he's defending something he likes. <laughs> it really does hit home the point that so many people in our society and in our culture, they are but, so by the way, sorry, focused on being. F he's using like the the trafficking and the the subject matter of this movie to talk about how this shit is pointless. This this bickering. Fake victims and fake offended when there are real problems going on in this world right now. Real problems that are affecting real children. And yet you have uh, many people that just want to invent fake problems so that they can pretend to be the victim over. And it's disgusting. You? Just, you? you just described your grift. You, you fuck? You do oh, this. Oh, hey, gay, hey, guess who's, guess who's hurting kids uh, with your anti-trans rhetoric, you fuck? And your anti-fucking LGBT rhetoric, you fuck? So, fuck you, dude, what I mean. you fucking this is white privileged it. motherfucker, you. This is why I clipped it. Because, a, Tyler, this is why I clipped it. Because how dare you? Fuck how you, dude. How yeah. dare you take a moral high ground for this movie? And, and you make you, your money selling hate, motherfucker. You make your money. You sell hate. Selling That's how you rage videos. Yes. Fuck you. Fuck you. You just described what Wait, you we, literally one, do. Wait, one, two. Fuck you, you, dude. Oh. oh. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. We're ready for America's Got Talent. So, again, <laughs> echoing with... So, what are you two going to do today? Well, we're going to come out. We're both going to say, fuck you, dude, at the same time. We're moving on. Is that... 
the entire act. Anyway, so yeah, you got guys like Jeremy talking about it, and of course, the film is based on Tim Ballard or Tim Ballard and his group Your Operation Ballard. Underground Railroad, an anti-trafficking group that uh, rescues children from human trafficking, and that's what you know they're described as. Sound of Freedom made $14.2 million on its opening day, Independence Day, a Tuesday. But Independence Day, traditionally, is usually good for movies. Um, and it, it got a lot of buzz because it beat Indiana Jones on July 4th. So Indiana Jones made $11.7 million. Um, and that led to more attention and more of these guys talking about it, like Ryan Cano. Sound of Freedom is a small-budget movie, $14 million to be precise. It was made five years ago, yet Disney refused to put this out. It was originally made distribution rights for 20th Century oh, Fox. Oh, you're going to love where this Disney goes. bought 20th Century Fox but didn't want to put it out. Strange that Disney didn't want to put out a movie about child trafficking. Uh, Weird, isn't it? Lazy. And now it's finally lazy. And it is dominating when you look at it compared to Indiana Jones on a per theater basis. Sound I love of the per Disney's theater basis. Indiana Jones by millions on 2003 on July 4th. And that just continued. It continued to be competitive throughout the weekend. Sound of Freedom dominates box office on opening day. And now when we got to the weekend, you can see Sound of Freedom, despite it being on less than 3,000 screens, was challenging Indiana Jones for second place and on a per-theater basis made more money than Indiana Jones. And ironically, it looks like a lot of people in activist media in the Hollywood <laughs> media want to put down this movie for some strange reason. Oh, because the they're groomers. Movie we got them. It is about combating whoop human trafficking. That is based on a true story, by the way. It's not just made up. It's not it some is. fiction. It's not some conspiracy it is. theory. It is. This is a real person's life who founded the organization Operation Underground Railroad, where they have saved thousands of children. Okay. I'm not denying that they probably have saved some kids. But there As are, I said, there are experts among this type of thing who agree that if Tim Ballard didn't do shit, more children would be saved. More people would be saved. He is counterproductive. He's he, basically, okay, he, you know what? <clears throat> he, say you're doing a sting, right? And you're wearing a wire and you got to walk in with your friend, okay, into a situation where you got to be really, really cool and get somebody to say something, right? Cool, right? And your friend's a fucking moron. Your friend is Tim Ballard. And you walk in and you're everything's going just fine. And then at the critical moment when you're about to fucking get that guy to say something, Tim Ballard stands up and goes, "He's wearing a wire." That's what he does. So he also he we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So I want I I if you're a cop and your partner is Tim Ballard, you're not going <laughs> to sneak up on anybody cuz okay, he'll be like this the vice we're gonna get his ass right. Shut the fuck up. There's a really good vice article about this <laughs> yeah. um, that we're gonna be taking from it. Oh yeah. Um, that talks about this, and they say that yeah, like you said, there's many experts that do this that say their undercover things fuck this up. Yes. a lot of the time. Yes, they they don't know but what they're doing. Back is to the, the problem. movie itself. Back to sound. Um, of he's trying to make himself the hero when it's not. That's not what this fucking shit is about. This shit is about saving people, not fucking championing you. You fucking asshole worth God. noting uh jesus worth noting that about 2.6 million of opening day sales were earned through the pay it forward app uh-huh which the company framed as a way to raise awareness about child trafficking. sure so 
That's what I mean. I've heard a lot of reports of see my movie of people buying tickets and buying out theaters to bump the sales. But uh, also worth noting that Indiana Jones was on its fifth day when it was up against Sound of uh, Freedom. When we all know opening day movies usually make more money because mm-hmm. people want to go see it. Right. Uh, also worth noting. Did you know? And I did not know this until like two days ago, that uh, or last weekend that uh, there was an Insidious movie coming out this summer because that movie had virtually no marketing and it beat it made number one of the box office sound of freedom dropped to third indiana jones eventually did take over and then second place so that victory was great for an opening and that movie again this movie's made more money than i think most people expected but it's just there's a lot around this that you know that is questionable because yeah insidious the red door Double the Sound of Freedom's gross without, like, no marketing. Mm. And uh, so, again, it finished third in the box office. Insidious is a popular uh, horror franchise. Now, look, if you Patrick Wilson directed. I'm not saying that you shouldn't see this movie or don't see this movie. Go for it. Whatever you want to do. I don't care. But keep in mind who is involved with making this movie. Keep in mind who wants you to see this this movie. This movie is very... Like, the, the, the approach to this... This Tim Ballard guy himself just seems very self-righteous about this, and we're, you find out that he's fucked up a lot of situations, and he's a liar. Uh, so, again, pulling this is directly from that Vice News article. Vice News had previously reported a number of OURs, Underground Operation Railroads, mm. claims about its work are dramatically overstated or without clear documentary evidence. This is the article I read, yep. Yep. People who have volunteered for our have raised concerns that it could actually have been creating demand for trafficking victims by going to foreign countries on undercover air quotes missions that at times have seemed to consist of walking around bars and sex clubs asking for underage girls the organization's support for law enforcement has at times been wildly exaggerated and involved our taking credit for agencies operations after making relatively trivial donations and its much touted aftercare program for survivors at has at times involved things like placing women with unqualified providers and even fabricating a college graduation ceremony. They, uh, in that same article, <laughs> I, I think you should find, uh, I, I don't know if you can find it, but in that same article they talked about, um, they they saved like, I can't remember how many, uh, how many people, and then within like two months they were on their own. Yeah. The people that they saved. Yeah. These These victims... No assistance whatsoever, just on the street. We'll have a link to it in this yeah. in the episode. You should definitely read that article. It's great because there's another passage I'm pulling from it too. Mm. Um, in another story uncovered by Vice News, our you know O U R heavily marketed uh, its role in the rescue of Liliana, a young trafficking survivor, with Ballard telling a fanciful story about his rescue in the congressional testimony and op eds and media appearances. So yeah, uh, for a while. He was making the rounds as this hero because of this story. And this is what upsets me. He, this poor girl, had something unimaginable happen to her. This was a child. Mm -hmm. And this is what's so frustrating. Because I'm getting worked up talking about it. Because it's a kid. And I keep thinking, and I keep saying, you have got to be careful with this shit because people like this asshole will lie. And the reason I'm saying he's lying because uh, after he makes all these media appearances, uh, he called for a border wall 
directly to the President of the United States. She, in fact, was rescued herself and did not meet our representatives until years after she had done so when she was preparing to testify against her traffickers in court. So because she was in court, she had to say that that was not true. He lied. He took advantage of a, of a, of a child that had their childhood robbed from them. It's pathetic. For political clout. Huh, who else uh, do we know that uses children for political clout? Governor Reynolds. <laughs> so when Fucking people scumbag. when people ask Jake, why don't you support this movie? It's child tra- it's against child trafficking and blah, 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 blah. That's why. Because we've done our fucking liars. research, dude. Because they're liars. We did our research. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, uh, okay. listen to this. Let's it's a long this. one, sure. but hear it from the fucking horse's mouth. Okay. Horse's? Horse's mouth Horts, itself. Horses. Really Red bad. light district. You got to be really yeah. bad. <laughs> okay, to get Talk arrested. Talk about a mission. And they were arrested in 2020. Fugitives. They ran. And they were hiding. No one knew what they were. Well, this, this, they rear their ugly heads. Um, this, the leader, this guy named Nelson Matlin. He raises. I'm in. I'm literally in Poland at the time, at our at our staging operation for Ukraine, and I get this information that this guy in Mexico is trying to traffic kids out of Ukraine, yeah. and and so I I go undercover. The Dutch asset who gave me that information infiltrated me, and I'm undercover talking to this guy. Well, in in the end, we ended up. In fact, just yesterday, two of the guys were convicted in Ecuador because it led us to Ecuador, a child sex hotel, this pedophile, these pedophiles from Holland, and set up. But I, that's a two, we'll get it. Quick, quick, we're about, I don't even know what time we are on this, but this man is not telling the truth. This sounds like a guy who's making up the story in the room. As he goes along, yep. We'll get into that another time, okay? But the point I'm making is I had to study their literature. This was a, this was a political platform. This was a political party. And what I started recognizing is I, I, I named a them political the, party. I don't know. It's like, I, call, I call it the pedophile network doctrines. Oh my okay? God. What, like they include things like separate children from parents. Jesus are bad influence. The state knows best. Sexualize kids. Let them see pornography. Two. Karl Marx. Three. Take God Karl out of education because that, that just gets in the way. And kids consent, consent, consent. Children can consent to anything. At 12 years old, they should be able to vote. They should be able to do anything. Now, wh- what am I seeing here? I'm, I'm, my stomach is getting sick as I'm reading this. I read this every day. It's the woke left agenda. I bet you fucking read I'm it every day. You wrote it. Or talking. It doesn't matter. It's the same dark source. And they are penalized. So the woke left. Wow. So that is why these far right groups, these religious groups, rallied behind this movie. Because that fucking guy is a part of it. And, and, and <clears throat> if there's any question. <clears throat> That he had, isn't involved with this movie. Mm. He was doing media with Jim Caviezel. I have I have some stuff. Um, Just so don't get too loud. I won't. Please. I know we got uh, stuff, but um, so I worked uh, for the Women's Crisis Center in Denver, and we actually had uh, some limited training on this type of stuff. And um, basically, what goes on is this. Okay, so if you don't, if you teach your child that their body's dirty and don't talk to them about their body. If somebody abuses your child, they're not they're they're going to and, accept it. They're they're not going to to say anything when the when the person tells them not to. Okay, right? Because they don't know how to. They don't know that that's wrong. They don't know that they have autonomy. It is not about fucking getting. It's not about 
kids watching porn, you fucking idiots. It's about kids being autonomous of their own body at an early age so that they can say if somebody tries to touch them, fuck you, man. And they can go to somebody and say, hey, that dude or that woman, whatever. Yes, yes. That is all what that's about. And it is also so very important to a healthy adult sex life, to healthy adults in general, to be aware of your body and what it is and, and, and understand what things happen. I mean, I know, motherfucker, that you've never had a period. I know you have never had one. And God forbid if you have daughters and had to fucking deal with that and they had to deal with you as their dad. I mean, fuck, Jesus Christ. Okay. What? What's going on? You're bleeding? I don't understand. Um, I mean, you know that would happen, right? Um, but, dude, I mean, the, these, this, 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 this whole... This is why it's frustrating because it is, it's like I said, this is why it gets, it, it, it's it's like, you know, it gets infected in people's oh, brains. God this damn is it. the problem. Yes. Because it's something that is emotional. It is something that drives you insane. I had to talk in a certain tone to deliver I, that yeah, information because had, it's so yeah. bad. Oh, I fucking, and, 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 you know, and like I said, like one of the things that we did when we went door to door, I canvassed. So I went door to door every day for like seven hours trying to raise money. And yeah, I had uh, one guy come to the door and wouldn't open the screen door. And I told him where I was there for, and he had a whole dinner party, probably about eight men and women, adults, all white. And he said, well, I haven't raped anybody today, but uh, if I do, I be sure to give you a call. And everybody at that fucking table laughed, dude. I had to go down and sit and fucking at the corner and smoke like four cigarettes before I was ready to go to the next house. <laughs> I was so fucking livid. Later, this person that I worked with said, you could have called the cops on him because he said da-da-da-da-da. And I wish I would have because fuck that fucking human <laughs> being, dude. Fuck, fuck human beings like that that think that that's funny. Yeah. That's not funny. No. So anyway, the point is we, we canvassed and we would give out literature. And one of the things that we did was uh, representatives from our organization would go to schools and they would teach kids about good touch, bad touch. It's not fucking pornography or sex scenes yeah, in books, you sex fucking reactionary fucks. Shit. It's, yeah. hey, that's yours and nobody gets to touch it but you. Yes. All, that is all, that's it. It's just telling these kids to be smart and 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 understand what adults can and can't do with them, and understand what boundaries are. If you and, and, and Ryan and Jeremy and Tim, if you guys have fucking problems with telling kids that that's theirs and no one else can touch it but them unless they allow it, then you're the fucking groomer, motherfucker. Okay, yeah. you're the ones who have fucking problems. And by the way, with all this talk about this, you know, stuff like. I think this is the first time in like six months that we've even touched upon children's genitals. These guys do it every fucking day. So who's really yeah. fucking concerned well, about I, I, You know I, what I mean? I said, th- I said this. Sorry, I got a little loud. No, well, no. It, it, I've said this when I see it on Twitter with, you know, Ben Shapiro and all these fucking, other conservative yeah, talking nice, heads. Nice it's, yarmulke, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah it's virtue signaling at it fucking worst, dude. Anyway, the it's the fucking worst. Uh, it's uh, I'm Jewish. Look, I also said if you're if you are Jew and you voted for Obama, you're not a real Jew. Uh huh. Yeah. No, we know Ben. It's virtue signaling. Yeah. You are anyway, the fucking anyway. Yeah. Uh, ben Shapiro, uh, like Clockwork, will will tweet about something about grooming or kids. You know, any any with fucking conservative wingnut, and 
It's like you guys talk more about children's genitals than anybody, dude. With with all this tra- Eric July, with, with all this fucking Eric July, with all this fucking transphobic shit and all this homophobic shit and groomer this and groomer that and pedophiles this and that. It's like you know what you're doing. One, some of you are projecting. Two, you're trying to poison the well. And 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 and, and mm. say anybody that has a dissenting, uh, anybody that has a problem with Tim Ballard or or this fucking movie, then you have to be pro pedophile, and that's not fucking true at all. Well, it's the same. It's the same bullshit and, and, with if you don't love Trump, everything. you're not a patriot. If it's gay, if it's gay, it's going after your kids. Right. If it's trans, right. it's going after your kids. If you don't love Trump, you're not a patriot. That type yeah, of bullshit. Yeah. It's it's Fuck fucking you. cult fucking thinking, and it's fucking fascism. And you guys are all fucking fascists. You're all so, fucking hate filled. So, Crumpets of shit. So bring it around. Did I say crumpets? There's a reason. Crumpets? There's a reason Vice has this Donuts. article. It has this article yes. out. There's a reason why the Rolling Stone, power to them, yes. in their review, Fuck said yes. what it is. It's fucking QAnon, boomer, superhero fantasy. And Countless articles online, dude. So Countless. By you, reputable sources. To say it as clear as I can. To make it real simple for the really stupid ones out there. <laughs> no one is pro-child trafficking. That is a decent, normal human being. Nobody is for that. Nope. But guys like Tim in this fucking movie hurt the people doing the real work. Yep. And it's just like that save the children hashtag bullshit from QAnon. It damages the people doing the real work out there. Yeah. And that's why I will never support this. You're movie. you're creating you're creating a false enemy so that the real enemy is going free. That's the problem. You're creating this false enemy that are general taking genial, a real problem. Yes, and mutilating it, ghosting to your us, narrative. and fucking ghosting us, dude. Gaslighting it, dude. You're fucking gaslighting it. You're saying, hey, it's all these people over here when we fucking know it's the motherfuckers that you go to rallies for. Because they have the money to hold rallies, motherfucker. Don't you understand? The people who are trafficking are not poor fucking gay dudes who work at your coffee shop. They don't have any money. It's fucking Trump and those guys who have money. They have nothing better to do with their money. They bought everything. They bought everything. They bought everything. What's next to buy? What's left to buy? I've already made all this money. Oh, people. If you don't think right now, as I'm t- speaking, that there's some poor schmuck on an island somewhere on this world Being getting hunted, hunted yeah. then you're fucking naive, dude. There's got to be. At, probably four or five right now, I would wager. Four or five? Seems a bit On high. different. There's a lot of fucking billionaires with a lot of fucking time, dude. Exploiting, exploiting workers well, I mean, doesn't take that much time, time. But you know what makes me laugh about that? Because that plot has been used multiple times in movies. And that's not a plot that I'm like, you know, most of the time you see a movie, like, there's no way shit like that right. would happen. When I watch those, I'm like, oh, I believe it. You know, you know what really sucks? Um, I would watch it. No, no. You, you know what really sucks? Um, Wouldn't you? That, that's how I'm going to die. But what if they're given a fighting chance? Like, what if they could kill the hunters? I, like, see, I, I think anybody who is willing to hunt another human being wouldn't give that human being any sort of chance no, because they're we, fucking the, giant the pussies does. in general. It's like Extreme Survivor. With <laughs> oh, you're talking about a reality show. 
No. But if it was like, not really. No. Don't give anybody the idea, dude. No, I'm saying a movie. No, I'm in a movie. In a movie. In a movie. Not a real reality show. (laughs) Please don't do that. No, no. I'm saying like. But like The Running Man. But in the Somebody wants to start it. Like Survivor meets Running Man. Like something shit like that. Yeah, The Running Man. By the way. uh, But in a jungle. Come on. um, Versus a predator. Quick off topic. Come on. Tyler, make the movie. Going off topic real quick. Uh, if, Get on. You, if you have a chance, I've said this before on the show, if you have a chance to read Richard Bachman's The Running Man, it is a far superior story to the one told in Arnold Schwarzenegger's Get out. Get The out. Running Man. Get out. However, you cannot beat The Running Man for sheer 80s fucking adrenaline pumping action, dude. Sub Zero. More like Plane Zero. zero. <laughs> anyway. What does he say about the uh, lightning, to, dude? To wrap it up. Kay. To wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> watch those movies. He had to split. Watch, watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. He had to split. <laughs> that was gnarly. Oh, yeah. You forgot. You know who else was in that movie? Jesse the Body. Body. <laughs> what was his name, Captain? Oh fuck! Who was he in that movie? Fuck! I'm looking. We, it up. You know what we need to do? We Look need to do a cast. we need to do a Running Man. Yes, commentary. we fucking do. That's dude. it. Let's wrap Look up. Look at that beautiful son of a bitch. <laughs> so who who am I in that movie again? You're Captain Freedom. Oh oh yeah. And you Captain actually Freedom. get to kill some people that don't lo- that aren't actually Arnold and uh, uh, Maria Conchita Alonza. Alonzo. She, was she in Total Recall? She's been in a ton of shit. No, that was uh, Rachel. Uh, uh, Different perm. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, Maria Conchita Alonzo is one of the most underrated fucking actresses in all of movie history. She is not only an incredible actress, but she's fine. She's fine. Um, she's in a ton of shit. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a long time, but she's. Uh, been in a ton of st- uh, stuff and she really she makes that movie you know she uh, her her role as like because she doesn't play like a damsel in distress per se you know what i mean she's kind of a badass a little bit yeah uh and then there's uh eddie buzzsaw vitowski professor sub-zero fireball sub-zero dynamo ah. <laughs> i'll give you a I'll give you What's a rating. What's the matter, Dylan? I'll give you a rating on that. Pushing too many pencils? Kill them. They were all Fs because they, they're dead. I killed them. You killed them. Bye. <laughs> That's what the gun made. You are an ugly Duh. motherfucker. That's what my machine gun you just, started. You just fucking walked all over my... What would you say? You are an ugly motherfucker. See, that just... Predator. I mean... <laughs> that was Predator. Oh, yeah? Stick around. I ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got, hey, hey, that's my life. Listen here. Hey, I ain't got time to listen to this shit. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Listen, I gotta go down to Baja. I'm gonna some, go. Uh, I gotta make a cocaine run to Baja. Turns out, I took my airboat, put well, it in a hollow tire. I went to uh, that way. I can I make went it to the through bayou the and wrestle some gators. Yep, that way I can make it through customs. Have you ever had gator steak in the hot springtime? I have. It's moist and tastes swampy. It's weird. <laughs> we'll start the theme again so we can finish this out. Okay. You know I have had that gator steak in the hot sun, and I'll tell you what, it's fantastic. You know what I said. Up and off topic with Jake and Tyler.